0: Hello
1: two,
2: two.
0: Hello Hello and welcome back to Industry Tactics. Friendly Rich here, and I'm delighted to introduce the creative spark that is um, Hugh Marsh. What an incredible career to date. Sit back and prepare to be dazzled. Episode 141 with the great Hugh Marsh. <music> to be here episode. Can you believe this, gentle listener? We've done 141 episodes and this one is is an honor. Hugh Marsh on the Industry Tactics podcast. Welcome. Welcome welcome to my uh my home studio here.
3: Oh, uh, that's great. It's good to see. Uh, uh lovely to lovely be uh to be there.
2: <laughs> it's
3: really
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's real nice to connect with you, Hugh. I've admired your work for years and um want to kind of get into how you have um, managed to carve out such a creative life. Um, I don't even know where to start. Do you say no a lot in your career?
3: Uh, I, I I haven't done. No. I, I uh, Have I? Uh, extremely rarely, I guess. Yeah, wow. wow. Yeah, and, it's, and not for any reason other than I'm doing something else, I guess.
0: Yeah. Is that, is that, have you like, I, I'm just, I uh, wonder how, you know, some people find it easy to make friends in the world and others a little, are a little more challenged at that to, to make friends and then keep them. But you seem like you've, you've got a beautiful universe of uh, musicians that you work with over the years from Lorena McKinnett to Bruce Coburn to the real statics. I mean, the list goes on.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, they float in and float out, though, you know, like over the uh-huh. of years, you know. But, uh, yeah, I've been pretty lucky that way, yeah.
0: Who are your enemies? You got any? <laughs> Anyone <laughs> not calling you back? Uh, me. oh, let's mention yeah. them. Yeah, let's <laughs> mention them.
3: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that'd be good. Um, no, I think I'm more my worst enemy, that's for sure. Oh,
0: shit. Yeah, there yeah. you go. There you yeah. go. Yeah. You get in the way of yourself a little bit?
3: Oh, God, yeah. 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 More than a yeah. bit, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know that feeling. You were saying, uh, let's get on the cup of coffee there. You you switched it. You switched to tea in the afternoon. What's your rationale? Why do you make that move? You have one cup of coffee in the morning, then you switch
3: one cup of coffee in the morning. Yeah. And, um, it's turned into a ritual. It's, it's a funny thing. Like over the years, you know, I've had like, uh, every kind of, uh, machine that makes coffee and every, uh, Yeah. From like uh you know like the espresso you know the glorious espresso machine to yeah uh, yeah to, uh, to whatever but I, I right now I'm doing the Japanese pour over thing which I kind of oh. yeah and that's my fave now because it's kind of got a, a little ritual to it you know yeah
0: like, uh, yeah
3: want to get into that yeah
0: and that hits you hard that goes straight to the bloodstream as far as I can tell
3: yeah for me that's a good one but now yeah. I mean I used to I mean back in the day you know like studio you know, being in this recording studio, like in the early eighties yeah, it would be, everybody meets at the the coffee yeah. coffee place and yeah, 10, 15 cups a day, you know? Like,
0: yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, I'm uh, experiencing, not to get too into my health, but I'm experiencing um, some concerningly high blood pressure. And wow. uh, so I've been, I just uh, had a talk with my doctor on like what uh, Tuesday of this week and we went through all the shit, you know, all the stuff that's going on. But then I had to come clean. I'm like, well, you know, I do I'm like this because co- like I'm a fucking doctor too, right, Hugh? <laughs> I don't like to flaunt it, but so doctor to doctor, I said to her, I said, uh now you haven't asked the question about how many cups of coffee a day, uh-huh. but it's up there. It's up where you just said. Oh,
3: is it? oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. No.
0: And oh. like... So she kind of told me, she's like, yeah, wow, 10, 15 cups a day. You should probably uh, dick that down. To yeah, yeah. Then she started telling me about your tea maneuver in the afternoon. That's what I was asking. I'm like, ah, maybe it's time. Maybe I got to migrate to tea. Uh, uh,
3: and the other thing is I have – I only have the one cup of tea, too. It's about, and it's about this time. It's, it's, uh, it's usually around 4 o'clock. I don't okay, know why. Okay. This is just lately. But I also have a little history with tea because my, my background is – from England, my, both my parents, my dad's from England, my mom's Scottish and, yeah. uh, and I, I, grew up there for, for a few years. Uh, oh. so, uh, I mean, I like tea. There's something about a cup of, uh, cup of tea it, it's, uh here, yeah. yeah, that's, um, okay. very comforting. Yeah. I like
0: okay. It. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So you said you grew, when did you, uh, how long did you live in England?
3: Uh, about two and a half years. I, uh, I was an uh, Air Force brat. My dad was uh, in both the RAF during the wow. first, uh, Second World War, and then the, oh, wow. uh, then he came over to uh, Canada and so joined the, RC- the Canadian Air Force. Uh, and then we sort of just bopped around a bunch of different places. To, uh, basically it basically moved every two years. Wow. And uh, uh, I was born in Montreal, and then we moved to like Montepicca, Centralia, Clinton, wow. Um, wow. Ottawa, and then – But then, sort of the exotic ones were like, uh, um, well, this place—a little place called Malvern in England, right in the uh, middle—and then uh, Sardinia. uh, Yeah, shit. uh, Oh my god. uh, How'd
0: you find um, that? Like that—that's a hard thing to understand. That ain't Italian. That shits.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we were on. That's not Italian. Yeah, it's uh, sort of Italian. Actually, that was my first. uh, I think that's where I, I love Italy. So there was a. That those that's where the seeds were planted for sure wow wow yeah, so I, I think it was 11 then
0: someone like no, no oh cool it's
3: 11 or 12 yeah something like
0: that wow yeah. mm-hmm. oh that sounds like a rich upbringing and did you dig it were you like oh we we're, we're, you yeah. made friend you made friends in ottawa but sorry we're moving to sardinia like were well, you that was a, with yeah
3: that was a weird thing uh, uh you learn when you're when you're an Air Force brat i think you learn it's disappointing the first few times but then you learn oh
2: this, this is, is the, the normal right. Yeah, this
3: yeah. Is So, yeah, and then we bought, yeah, just bought back and forth. I actually loved school in England, actually. Wow. Uh, I, um, wow. They had, they had, they had cool, it was a weird time for me because I was, I think, yeah, I turned 11 when I went there. That's right. That's right. Okay. Because had to do this exam called the 11 plus that every kid had to write. This is back in the day, too. I, so we're talking like 1966. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so, um, uh, yeah, it was, um, it was a strange thing. So I, I got streamed into this one school, which was called a secondary modern school, uh, Dyson parent secondary school, which is, uh, Liam parents sauce, Worcestershire sauce, same, same guy. Oh shit. Okay. And, and, uh, anyway, but it was, That's it was a cool time. Like we, uh, we had like, um, some of the, some of the, uh, we did metal work and woodwork. When you're that young, it's, it's yeah. pretty cool, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and art, uh, uh, agricultural science was one where we we grew all the all the vegetables that we ate at lunch. Yeah. oh neat neat yeah, it was neat. Kind of cool, yeah.
0: this is th- that that's all in england eh? that, that was already yeah. at that time that was already baked into their curriculum like something that we we've adapted here adopted here a little bit but like yeah three years later you know i think
3: but this was like um this was considered that's... a forward-looking school at the okay time. well that's but, great yeah yeah, yeah
0: so. oh wow wow yeah, so that
3: was cool uh but i enjoyed it i enjoyed uh i enjoyed going to school there
0: your life is like a, like a research study in a way, right? Because you look at it and you go, well, here's someone that's experienced the education systems of what, like how many different countries, mm. you know?
3: Well, I didn't – the thing about Sardinia is we didn't – I didn't make it into school there. Um, that was over the course of the – it was like uh, we left England. I think it was only we – I was only there for like four months. Um, okay. Yeah, Sardinia. Yeah, so okay. uh, yeah, so I wasn't I wasn't streaming in the school there. But okay.
0: Uh, oh, that's cool though. It's a, it's a really cool perspective, you know.
3: It was amazing. Mediterranean was my backyard, literally my backyard. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that was wow. cool. Like wow. like octopus diving and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, the guy who um, the woman who would clean the house. What happened basically was there was an air force base on the outskirts of Cagliari, uh, okay. which is the town, uh, the, the major city of the, in the south of Sardinia. Uh-huh. And, um, uh, out on the, in the outskirts, uh, there was a whole, besides the base, there was a series of little tiny bungalows that, uh, people from the base lived on. So, um, uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. so we were there and the, the woman that would come and, and clean, um, her husband was this octopus fisherman and he, oh. this, it was like back in, uh, he used a trident, and a, and a net right so he, on. yeah so and that was the first time we had like it was the first time I ever used a you know a mask and a, a snorkel and and flippers right so uh-huh. i we would we would just sit, sit at the top and watch this guy do his and work he's, but, he's yeah yeah that was great he's britney
0: spears eh? he's just <laughs> <him out> of, <laughs> him out of water <laughs> now how did that taste were you uh did you get to partake
3: no i didn't do that back then <clears throat> no Okay. No, I, uh, yeah no it wasn't until uh much later i tasted octopus that's for sure oh yeah.
0: man that 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 sounds like a dream but i didn't even know that trident was a thing like i just thought uh, that was a mythological yeah. no, no no definitely not yeah, yeah yeah you know there's there's a market for it you know what i'm doing right after this it's like uh, dear amazon i gotta buy <laughs> me a fucking trident shows up tomorrow I can get a, a squirrel or something.
3: Yeah, it probably made a carbon fiber these days.
0: <laughs> so when when does music enter the picture? Is it there? And when, and when oh, do you it was acquire? All, yeah, it was already it was all,
3: there. Yeah, I, like I started um, classical studies on the violin when I was five.
0: I figured I figured there was a, a classical bass there.
3: Yeah, yeah. And I did that uh, up until probably around... I stopped like studying around like 19 years old when I was 19. But okay. uh, the main thing for me was uh, in high school, I took up saxophone. And oh, interesting. Um, uh, and that got me into different types of music, um, uh, like R&B and funk and, and jazz. And, uh, okay. And I became really interested in that. I, I, I must say too, that when I was in England, um, I was there, uh, I remember uh, Top of the Pops, I think it was like 66 or 67, I can't remember which one. Uh, when Hendrix played on Top of the Pops, and that was a real important wow. thing for me because I was I was sitting in front of the TV watching uh, wow. watching play and uh, wow. and I just that freaked me out. Uh, I, I wasn't involved in any uh, any pop music, nothing like that. I would have yeah, it was like eleven, so I just um, I, pop music for me was just like a recreational thing, you know, like listening. Yeah. On the yeah. Um, but that freaked me out. Uh and um
2: huh.
3: and then when I came back to Canada, um I guess it was a, I was in high school, I guess, yeah, so like what's that 13 when you were 13? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh uh, I ended up um taking up saxophone. And I, you know, like I, I remember buying uh th- that um uh, uh, yeah, are
0: you experienced? You and, you were in. You were you were definitely yeah, yeah, intrigued, yeah. eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh,
3: yeah. And, but it was it's funny because it wasn't until my dad, my dad knew I was sort of a little bit of a crossroads because at one point I was thinking of uh, dropping violin and mm-hmm. playing saxophone. I got pretty good at the saxophone, and I was mm-hmm. I was really interested in playing other types of music. And I was playing. I I joined a, when I was fifteen. I joined this rock band, like a, a horn band, like three piece horn band. And we were doing like. Uh, blood, sweat, and tears, and
0: uh... in in Toronto, or no, this was in
3: Ottawa. This is in
0: Ottawa. Okay, we yeah, come yeah. back to Ottawa. At, okay.
3: Yeah, after um, okay. after uh, Sardinia, we went. Yeah, went yeah. To Ottawa, and then, um, but then I, uh, yeah, I started. Um, yeah, I became real interested in that. And we were doing like Chicago, blood, sweat, and tears, and but.
0: And, and you're on sax. You're pl- primarily playing yeah. sax.
3: Yeah, playing all. Time. Are you?
0: Are your folks pretty supportive of your journey? Like, were they? you seem very curious in, in music where they, um,
3: yeah, they were. Yeah. They, they, um, my dad, uh, yeah, they were both in, in very different ways. Um, and very open to what I, to what I did, you know, like, uh, yeah, my dad, right. like, I was going to say my dad was responsible for, um, when I was, when I got to this place where I was going on, oh, maybe I'll just drop the violin altogether, play saxophone. He said, like uh, he, um, I came home from high school one day and, in the, in the living room was a a Belilla amp um, a Diarm what do you call it a, a Wawa pedal diarman oh. Diarman pedal.
0: oh really
3: and uh, not and uh, excuse me a Vox a yeah. Cry Baby yeah, and, yeah, and a D'Armond yeah. pickup for my violin oh. and he said uh, yeah so he said uh, if you're going to get into because he knew I was improvising and stuff on the saxophone he said wow why, why don't you apply some of that to the violin right that's but, incredible. Yeah, it was pretty cool. That was. A, it's your
0: dad cool. that that kind of makes you you. Uh, of course, of course, that's the case. But yeah, it's your yeah. parents. But um, that's really beautiful.
3: But that was so very he electrifies.
0: Violin. He electrifies you.
3: Yeah, totally. And I and for me, that was my in. That was like like um, I, at that point, I was sort of going, "Oh, the violin's a kind of a wimp instrument." But, R- right. But the second I knew I could fuck yeah. with the sound. Yeah, man. That, yeah. Then I went. Oh, that's okay. your
0: moment. And how old are you when that happened again, Hugh? That you're.
3: So I would probably be. That would have been probably around. It's either fourteen or fifteen. Oh
0: wow. Yeah, fourteen or fifteen. Whoa. Yeah.
3: So then I started um, real. Yeah, I just started uh, jamming along with records like. So I was like, for me, that was the uh, Frank Zappa Hot Rats that record I played to death because the Sugar Harris was a massive influence on me, the violinist. Okay and then um, brilliant, all, brilliant. all My Brothers Live at the Fillmore uh, because I, I just because of the extended jams and I would just go I just play that record over and over and over fuck yeah yeah so
0: um, yeah say no more from his 2007 Juno nominated record uh, Hug Mars this is Sugar Cane's
2: Gone
1: ño Ochan la babala choro Ochan la babala choro Ohatan la Ofiemos la bacheo Dani giche Baba e mi ayakuna Ayakuna Baba la puncho, palambo, enchila la sola Oh, bata oh mas e dona, baba e mi.
0: that i hear kind of like that's fucking so how how do you get to that point is that your composition first of all what a beautiful yeah yeah, that one's fine yeah that's fine yeah yeah Yeah. and and are you uh how schooled are you in the in the uh in in getting that job done in, in making in in creating that tune that record it's pretty intricate it's pretty uh like, do you, are you fully versed in, uh, like, charting music and, yeah, so, and yeah, all that so, business?
3: Yeah, so those are, um, yeah. I'm, yeah, let me just think of a, yeah, I see almost all of them are my, those are my arrangements, yeah. Where do you,
0: uh, where do you get that vocabulary? Like, like, uh, do you, do you continue studying post-secondary in your own way? Like, I don't. No, just by, by
3: ear and listening. Great, to great. Records. Uh, I play some piano and uh you know like harmony and stuff is sort of except by my ears. but i sit there and concentrate on it you know, like i try and figure out i study certain things like I, I i was you know like on that record there i can't uh there's a tune i'm not sure how i gave you that one the one mm-hmm. in particular but there's a there's a tune i'm gonna forget what it's called but uh uh, where Gregoire Murray, the harmonica player, Mason yeah. Marais, uh, he plays on it. And mm, mm. Uh, I used, basically, I co-opted these Messian voicings. Uh,
2: oh,
3: wow. Harmony, it's the voicing that's off the top of it.
0: And, Fantastic. I just think, um, yeah, listening to that, it had me asking, it always kind of has me asking, like, wow, I wonder, I wonder, you know, all of our music, right? It's like, what was your path? it's, it's essentially, what did you eat to shit this out? You know? And and it's like, I'm, so I'm fascinated by that. I'm also like, I'm not, um, I think we're all in love with music education. We all have our own music educations, whether it be formal or informal. And like, you've invested your life in, in developing this voice and I hear it. And it's like, yeah i i honestly i was gonna like if you had told me yeah i'd gone to berkeley i would have gone yeah of course you know Yeah, no, so, i didn't do any of
3: that i i actually hated I, I, after a yeah. point i hated school so much like
0: yeah yeah like, and i'm not honestly like the you're the episode 141 and i've kind of unpacked this with a lot of people and i i'm on the fence when it comes to, i'm not defending either path i think they're both like mm. so admirable to me and noble because you can't you can't have it all right like it's like uh-huh. you know so,
3: some people, some people just work differently, you know. Yeah, I, I totally. wish I had I'd studied harmony more, you know, sure, but sure. but some there's something also in the self discovery thing. I mean,
2: yeah. yeah, I
3: know some things, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. of course you do. I know some stuff, but I yeah. don't most of it is instinctual for me.
0: Well, you, I mean, you you dance with the heavyweights, so does, does it ever I'm very interested in in that with that as a question of like you you're you were talking about harmony and like. Do you have any? We all and we all have regret and gaps. We all have like serious gaps in our fucking knowledge. It's inevitable. Sure. Yeah. So I just embrace mine. I, I I lean into them. If anything, but like, do you? How do you feel when you get into a room with a Bruce Coburn who had? He's gone to Berkeley, right? I think he's like an early graduate of Berkeley. So like,
3: I think he went to there, and I think uh, like Frizzell, I think Frizzell was there around the same time. There was a couple of. I think. Wow. I, th- I want to say both Schofield and Brazil were there at the same whoa, time. Well, what a time! What yeah, a time! Yeah, yeah. What a
0: time to be alive! But like, how how do you feel about that? You come in, you're, you do your thing, right? Uh-huh. Does it does that does that does that ever become a thing for you or a a, a hang up?
3: No, I think actually more it's. Uh... I think I'm finally happy with where I am as far as finding my voice, you know, like, like, I I can't get uh, too upset about, uh, you know, when I was younger, it was always like, you know, you know, that kind of higher, faster, louder thing, the more athletic approach to music that a lot of younger kids get into, you know? Uh, And, and, you know, I was subject to as well, you know, there was that whole thing. And, 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 um, and there's lots of great music in there. Don't get me wrong, but but For sure. there's a kind of bravado sometimes that goes along with some of that stuff. Yeah. And now, now I'd rather, uh, I I'd, re- I get just as much satisfaction about sitting on one note and listening, you know, through processing or something, listening to yeah. slowly evolve. Yeah. You
0: know? Yeah. I you know, I we we bonded over recently on Instagram over a little.
3: Oh yeah yeah yeah.
0: Eight, eight second loop that that um. But yeah, I do yeah. want you to somehow send me. I'll send I, it to you. Yeah, yeah. I'll have a field day with it. I think it's just yeah, okay. one of the most beautiful things I've heard, you know? And it's like, that's it, right? It's like, oh wow. Like it's no, it's there's there's it's um I, I, I'm I love that statement of like, yeah, I think I'm finally accepting me for, for who I am, right? How how did you uh how did you get there?
3: You know, I, I think maybe partly well, it's a co- couple things. I ended up doing quite a bit of work in film, and I, I, I saw that. Yeah, I, I started um, realizing oh, I can contribute things. I had a couple of really great uh, scenarios in Los Angeles, like so. I, I got to work with um, a lot of great composers down there, and mm-hmm. um, and one in particular, Harry Gregson Williams. He uh, he allowed me to. I became sort of, uh, uh, one of his voices in his,
2: Oh, oh across wow.
3: the arc of his uh, work. Right. So, um, wow. uh, so, and he let me do exactly what I do. Wow. There. Right. So okay. I, would, okay. Yeah. It's um, like you, but, you
0: flex that muscle. Yeah. Great.
3: Yeah. So it was like, um, that was a really good, and it was a real, wow. It was, I think it was a time where I went, like, Oh yeah. Okay. I, I do. Ha- yeah. I could. And, and that a lot of people will go to films this, the films that i was involved with and they go hey did you play on well i thought and that's i can hear from.
0: you i can hear hugh in that yeah. right yeah, yeah that's yeah. fucking still, how,
3: yeah. how
0: cool how yeah, cool so that
3: was that's kind of yeah how it's empowering
0: not, too eh like like yeah. so you you can you can cite it back to that to working with harry and and that changed your life like it's yeah like like
3: i think empowering. so that and, and i have to say also john hassel well like uh that made okay. that was really important to me like uh well first of all like i got to, i ended up living with him for uh oh wow all, well, like nine months uh
2: wow, uh, wow.
3: Yeah, and um i I, w- I would always go down i played in his band f- i did two tours and and okay. the last two records he did before he passed and okay. uh and um and over the course of those uh, oh, so i think i i want to say since 2006 is when i I always wanted to play with him, and I finally sort of got up the gumption to, to uh, wow. contact him Wow! Uh, wow. Uh, in 2006. I, what happened was uh, I was going back and forth to L.A. to do film stuff. I've been doing that since, like, 98, 1998.
0: Oh, wow. So this is the, the L.A. Toronto? That's always been a part yeah. of your life? You just keep going yeah. back and forth? That's really cool. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I didn't so, know you'd been doing it for that long. That's yeah,
3: Armageddon. Point. Armageddon was the first big, uh, the big Hollywood film that I did. Yeah,
0: fucking amazing.
3: Yeah.
0: And uh, Hans Zimmer, you're in in the mix with him too.
3: I did. I've done a couple of films with Hans, but the, the, cool. it, the thing is that Harry, there's a whole pile of, of big Harry, John Powell, um, mm-hmm. uh, lots of these big composers. They all started with Hans. So when I okay when okay. I went down there, it was in Hans's complex. So he's got this massive... Place called Media Ventures, Um, but it's you know
0: what's really cool about it is that word starts to get out and you become you're an instrument. It's like they they bring you in as this like yeah that's
3: right yeah
0: a a whole well of sound comes through when they when they book you it's yeah so that's
3: that's, uh, that was kind of the deal and I was more or less an exclusive property not property of but like uh uh, uh but um, Harry was the guy that I've done like maybe thirty five films with Harry.
0: That's, that's so fun. special. That's so, you remember the first time you met him? Like how, how that, yeah, how that, that felt, was, like...
3: Oh, well, that was, I mean, yeah, that's totally nuts. There's yeah, there's a, it's a crazy story, but like, uh, I got, I was, um, do you want to hear the whole story? Uh, uh, we're here. Okay. All right. So, uh, <laughs> it might go on for a little bit, but uh, I was, touring, I was touring with Lorena McKenna and, uh, uh, we were, we were, uh, the last two dates of the tour were in LA at the Universal Amphitheater. Okay. And um, uh, we played the gig. On the last night, um, these three women came backstage, and I recognized two of them. They were ac- actresses. And uh, and the third woman I, I didn't know, and they just started asking me questions about uh, – at, t- at the time, I, I was selling a, a CD uh, – uh-huh. Uh, as part of Lorene's merchandise, which was uh, a thing called uh, "Songs for My Mother and Father," which is exactly what it was, it was for their oh. 40th anniversary or 50th anniversary. Oh wow! Wow. wow! And it was basically, nice. whatever songs they wanted me to interpret. So, so I I did. I put oh that, wow! That's yeah, beautiful. Yeah, I did this record, uh, which isn't available anywhere. But <laughs> uh, should be, but it, I don't think it is. That sounds fun. Yeah, great. And great. it was cool. It was. Um, it was just. Uh, me and Jonathan Goldsmith, piano player, composer from here. And then um, uh, Mary Margaret O'Hara and Martin Chielli. So th- those Holy are the
0: shit. What a band. Yeah, yeah so
3: that, that was it. Uh, and uh, anyway, I they the, these three women came up to me and said, Hey, can we have get a copy of your record? There, there are not there aren't any out there, right? Because I only, I would only ever put like ten out or something, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I said, oh, let me, go and I put them back. And, and it was very because I, you know, because I it was a strange uh, scenario because I recognized a couple of them, right? And I, but, I'm, and I'm, but i and i but I was confused as to what the deal was. And then the one woman who I didn't know, uh, or didn't recognize, rather. She introduced herself, and her name was uh, Bonnie Brookheimer, and um, oh, and, and she uh, she uh, said, "Is this um, is this the same sound that's on Lorena's records? Yeah. Like, is this is it the same basically type of your sound? Is that?" It? And I said, "Yeah, yeah, that's me Okay, and I had a drink with them, the three of them, and, and nothing else was said. And we were just talked about music in general and blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. and then. I got on a plane the next day, got, went home and about two days later, I think there was a phone call and, and this is, so we're back in answering machine, analog sure. answering
0: machine time, right? So um, we, I'm, I'm, I'm picturing it.
3: Okay. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. 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 And there's a call from somebody who I don't know saying, yeah. hi, I wonder if you could, uh, um, uh, could, I if you could return this call. It's about, uh, uh, to come to Los Angeles to play on this movie Armageddon, and and this it was bizarre because I well I was in Toronto at the time there were all these uh, billboards and uh, you know the, the sides of buses uh, coming this July or whatever so we're talking but this is is this right the end of May I think something like that oh, so oh, wow. I'm going like why would they
2: yeah
0: this has
3: got to be see okay now I had a friend who played used to play pranks on me all the time in yeah. L.A. Uh, a bass player friend of mine, and uh, and I thought so. I thought this was him playing a joke I love it. I love love it. To, you know I'm back to, uh, uh <laughs> yeah, I just didn't believe it anyway. So I didn't return the call, basically. And then uh, the next day they phone again.
1: Oh. Hey,
3: I could. I wonder if you could really phone us. Uh, we'd like to get you to come down here as soon as possible. Yeah. And hang on. Uh, and I tried phoning my friend Ron. And he wasn't around. Just to go, away look, 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 are you John. fucking
0: with it? Quit, quit it! Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. And then the same day, uh, somebody from Lorena's office phoned and said, "Hey, there's somebody from uh, Disney is trying to get a hold of you like crazy. Okay, uh, okay. Um, and here's the number. You might want to call them back, right? Go and so, so I did. And yeah, uh, it yeah. turns out, so it was a. Uh, uh, it was the assistant music supervisor for. The film Armageddon,
2: yeah, and yeah.
3: Uh, and and uh, they said, "Listen, we we want you to come down here. There's a couple of um, there's a couple of uh, cues that we'd like to use your sound on, right?"
2: Oh wow! And the... uh,
3: and I said, "And well, first of all, I was a bit confused because I'm going like, okay, there's got to be a thousand violin players." in LA that could, could do this thing. Right. So I, I, couldn't figure it out. I didn't quite get it, but
0: did you, did you have your shit with you? Your, your sound? Did you, you
3: yeah. So I had, you, you went know,
0: prepared, you went prepared. Oh
3: yeah. No, I brought everything down with me. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. But so they said, and they said, I said, okay, uh, all right, I'll, I'll go down. Yeah. And, uh, and, um, it, actually this is back in the day, you know, I don't even think I got a visa. Like, Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Go down, and uh, I did. I brought my gear, I and I showed up, and it was just like some weird dream. Like I felt like you know the movie Being John Malkovich. I felt I felt like I found this secret portal to some strange place. Anyway, they put me up at the.
0: I love this. It's like crazy
3: luxury hotel hotel on on the beach in Santa Monica. Yeah. And like I had this penthouse suite with a grand piano and stuff. And it, was, it was this bizarre thing. Anyway, and then I got a call from the from the um, from the music editor saying, uh, "Hey, uh, so tomorrow can you show up at eleven? Here's the address." To and it was to go to Hans's place. It was Hans okay. place. Uh, uh, I think it was called something else at the time. I can't remember. But yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, Compound. Yeah, the compound. Yeah, so so I I ended up going there, and I walk in, and now there were two composers on it at the time. So it was Trevor Raven, the guitar player from Yes, that band Yes, who's also a big composer as well. Jesus, and 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 Harry. So Harry was doing focusing mainly on the bigger sort of orchestral action cues. Okay, and uh, and um, and and uh, he was the one who I met first, and. I, anyway, I walk into the studio. I go to set up my gear, and it's all the elect. It's just my it's my electric stuff. It's what I all. You know, yeah, yeah. I don't. I haven't played an okay. Yeah, I haven't played an acoustic instrument in like forty five years, right? So holy uh, cow. So I show up with this stuff. I start setting it up, and Harry he comes running out. He goes, "Whoa, whoa, um, uh, hold on. A second. Um, is this the, the same deal? It was like, is this the sound? Is this that you're used to get that?" Sound and then he runs me into the studio and he puts on Lorena's record, and then there's that copy of uh,
0: of of songs for mom and dad, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, and and I said, Yeah, that's so
0: it got got there, hey, that's that it, it, it traveled.
3: Yeah. So that, so basically what it was is Bonnie is, is uh, Jerry Bruckheimer's wife, Jerry Brookheimer, like the guy, you know, like, uh, yeah, sure, the, sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, um, wow. Wow. That's really charming. Holy yeah, shit.
3: Yeah. So, so, and then they go, and then Harry looks at me and he goes, um, uh, so listen, um, do you read music? And I went, uh, yeah. yeah. And he go, and he, he opens up this chart and he puts it in front of me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I looked at it and I went, Oh my God, it was like, it was like, it was so simple. like. Okay. anybody anybody could play this, right? And okay. it so really confused me. Uh, uh, anyway, put the stuff on the tr- uh, on, on the on the stand, went out, played it. Yeah. yeah. It, it literally took like a minute and thirty seconds. Went back in, and here he goes. Ah, fantastic, great. And um, uh, and then okay, that's it. Bob. Let's have lunch. And I went what? And, and I, I, I was like sort of nonplussed because I just flew all the way there to do that right? a minute and a half yeah 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 and um and then it turns out so oh yeah i'll tell you the backstory after so uh so then they said we'll wait until uh we're gonna wait until um until jerry gets here and you know uh and that's it and the director uh who's oh, what's his name uh oh, man giant got michael bay the guy who does oh my
0: god yeah fun right. fun yeah,
3: yeah. So, uh, so it's <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. So it was Michael Bay and, uh, and, uh, yeah, Jerry Brookheimer and they come in and, and I, I said, uh, we're just going to play stuff for Jerry's. Do you mind just waiting outside? Yeah. Said, no, that's great. Yeah. And then, um, I go, uh, go sit there and then, yeah, whatever, two minutes later, uh, they ask for me to come in and I go and sit in and, they said, uh, and Jerry goes, uh, uh, "Play that again," and uh, so they do. And he turns around. And he goes, "Ah, it's fucking great." Um, so, what else is Hugh playing on? And and both Trevor and, and Harry sort of look at each other and they go, "Well, well, that's that's it." And I go, what do you mean that's it? What about this cue here and this cue? here? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, no, that's okay. the oboe, and or we put that to this trumpet player. No, no. Um, uh, like
0: more Hugh. Yeah, yeah, so... Frank uh, the hue, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. So, and, he just said, uh, um, and they wow. looked at me and he said, well, what are you doing for the next couple of weeks? He said, nothing. And he said, okay. Yeah. And then they That's got the up right and answer. left. Yeah, and then uh, I ended up working with... And then I ended up... Well, I, I worked with both of them, but uh, for this, mainly, it was actually with Trevor. I ended up working with Trevor most of the time. Wow. And, and then, um, yeah, just... Uh,
0: Man, that yeah. is... There's so much to learn from all this. Like it's just like you do you try hard? Mm-mm. I don't know. That's a that's the wrong question. I just no. just you know what I mean, right? Like that just sounds like you fell into a whole pile of shit.
3: Yeah. Okay. No, I don't at all. It's, this is the weird thing. That's
0: an uh, industry tactic right here. Okay. <laughs>
3: yeah. Do nothing. No. Uh, yeah, uh, kind of, uh, right? Well, no. Well, you gotta, I think be prepared I, is the thing, you know, like.
0: Yeah. 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 Be prepared to answer. What are you doing for the next two weeks? <laughs> Whatever the fuck yeah. you want. Right. Yeah. Okay,
3: but it was, but uh, here, here you go. This is how not, uh, this is not an industry tactic. So you think from that, you you just like immediately send a tape down or whatever and say, this is what I do, you know, because basically I, if you, uh, it, in the score, it really amounts to me playing these sort of almost Celtic melodies, which are, mm-hmm. it was a strange, strange juxtaposition for the, mm-hmm. you know, the asteroid blowing up earth and all that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but yeah, the thing not to do was leave a year before you phone again. So well, I didn't do anything. The movie came out and I thought, oh, what a cool experience. That was really fun. It was a one-off. It was a one-off, yeah. And then a friend of mine said, hey, uh, you should really send those guys uh, a tape of what you do. Because they had no idea wow. about the, you know, the processing stuff I was into or craziness. Yeah. And I went, oh, yeah, maybe that's a good idea. So about a year later, I sent it. I made a DAT tape. I just compiled a DAT tape. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I sent it, I sent it down. And about uh, two weeks later, Harry phoned me and said, uh, oh, man, we just, uh, we, we just listened to your tape and, uh, uh, oh, man, I got this movie. I, I, uh, you know, can you come down, can you come down next week? Uh, I got this movie. It's, it's really strange. It was a really low-budget British film called Whatever Happened to, oh, Whatever Happened to Somebody. i I got to forget that, too. Um,
0: Vileness Fats.
3: Yeah, it's a, to whatever happened to Walter or or something something Smith. Yeah, okay. Uh, was, anyway, uh, but it was, it was a cute little British movie, it really neat. And uh,
0: that's amazing.
3: But that's so. And then from there, Harry suddenly found. Yeah, he saw. I brought down all this gear. Wow. And he saw what I was doing, and wow. then and then it just went, just sort of went from there.
0: How, how do you uh, how do you stay sharp when it comes to gear? It seems like a lot of your practice is. You kind of, it's it's the violin. Yeah. It's you, but it's 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 all of that path as yeah, the well. The is like important, important. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Um, I just I go I just buy it or turn around and like I explore a lot of different uh, uh, boutique things. Like uh, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it's kind of the golden age for for uh, boutiquey.
0: Pedals. Yeah, it is, isn't it? That's right. If yeah. Yeah, yeah. they
3: manage to. Um, to uh, figure out ways to put smaller and smaller chips inside these boxes and, and yeah. they do incredibly powerful things. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I follow a lot of people that are into that stuff and a lot of the makers, I follow them. Um, yeah. Great. Great. Uh,
0: Great. Great. I figured, I figured you were right in there.
3: Yeah. No, I love it. I like, I, I'd like to yeah, be in the know about all that stuff. Yeah. That's so cool. I'm, I'm very into right now, a lot of these sort of granular, granular, um, pedals like like uh, glitch pedals and stuff like
0: that okay okay um, and you know you, you're you and um go to hug the mod on uh, on instagram and check out hughes Beautiful feed, I gotta say. You and and I just interviewed Tom Richards, trombone oh, player. Oh yeah, um, yeah, sure. I've seen a couple of things yeah yeah, I, I love. some. And I, I mean, I, I, I'm just blown away by his music, but also by the, his eye. Like yeah, his is, he has yeah, yeah, yeah. got such beautiful little Instagram loopers, and so do you. Like you, oh, yeah. you, I I don't know, man. I like is is that just are you just fucking around there with uh? No, You no, you you got you got some chops there. You got some knack
3: it's uh it's i said a little i i use that for as a little bit of a workshop thing um yeah
0: i love it i love yeah. what you're doing
3: i did a video for this woman laura solnicki that's the first oh, yeah. video i've done okay I've
0: done, i know that name yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that's uh,
3: she, yeah she does um it, she has an amazing record right now uh, okay um, um, and, Uh, and actually a lot of the same people are involved in like john goldsmith is playing he produced it and plays uh, keys and stuff uh david is playing drums Oh,
0: great, great uh,
3: rob pilch on guitar great uh peter lutech who works with yeah. tom quite a bit yeah uh, he yeah, played yeah. woodwinds wow. uh, rich brown and oh i'm gonna forget his name what a what a group uh, bass, uh, i'm gonna forget oh, oh yeah i can't remember the bass player's name oh that's terrible um oh, i want to say tom as well uh yeah. I'll, I'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. I did a video for her. Um, you did. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um,
0: oh, I'm so impressed with with all of this. Um, what an adventure we are. Let's 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 listen to. Um, you're mentioning John Hassel earlier. Let's mention. Let's uh, let's play this. Um, dreaming from his uh, Seeing Through Sound record, and this this features you. I take it, eh?
3: Yeah. This there's these big sort of swaths of um, yeah. Or hoping things. Yeah, you ask me. I mean, a lot of uh, that record is interesting because uh, <laughs> sometimes even we don't know who's doing what because we use a lot of processing and we uh, dial up a lot of the same types of sounds uh, in- intentionally, actually. Yeah. So between John's trumpet on that track and me and and Rick Cox playing get uh, this super processed guitar. Yeah, we wow, wow. we cool. sort of all turn into each other.
0: Yeah. Uh this is dreaming That is a beautiful uh, piece. So, so how did that come to be, and was that the last thing that you collaborated on with with yeah. uh, with John? I, yeah,
3: yeah. I did two tours with him, and then it was a big break. But there was never really a break too, because I was whenever I would go to LA, I would mm-hmm. go hang out, or we you know we'd have dinner, or we and we started working on those two records basically. Oh wow. Uh, oh man, twenty probably started 2013 or 14 something like that okay and and, and I would go down uh, and uh, you know be working on a on a film yeah. and then you know take a couple of days go over to the studio with those guys Have fun. Have and, fun. Then, um, and then when I was living with John that was 2015 I was living with John yeah when I was living there uh, we would rehearse or record once a week great. Uh, yeah, right. at, at Rick's right. studio, Rick Cox's studio, yeah. Oh. And um, and then, uh, yeah, and then after that too, like um, ap- when after I came back, uh, I think, yeah, 2017, 2018, it, yeah. Up until 2018, I think was the last time I went and did recording sessions with John for the material. And then it was quite a bit of time compiling it and stuff like that.
0: And, oh, it's beautiful. It's yeah. beautiful work. Um, I just, uh, man, you are like it is a uh what do you when you look back on your career i mean you're in it but when you look back on it, it is it is a hell of a lot of adventure eh like a, that story of just like getting flown down to la to play a minute and, and a half of music and then all of a sudden you're all over it i mean it's just like you got a lot of that don't you
3: yeah, yeah, there's. Yeah. I think you got like
0: we could do like a a four parter here. <laughs> <laughs>
3: there's a lot. of it. Yeah, so yeah. I always like, sometimes I feel like selling. You know, like a yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It, well, yeah. but isn't
0: that's so. it though? Like a creative life, it's like you you just have so many iterations of yourself. Like the 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 pre film hue, and then the you know when you're in it, um, and then re- and then just building that confidence to you're the only guy that that's that can do it like it's it's just your unique sound like it's i just i'm fascinated by all that right like yeah i
3: mean well there are other guys that's for sure i mean there's lots well, of you know, sure
0: but it takes uh, a lifetime for you to get to who you are as, yeah, like yeah. that you know what i mean yeah. it's
3: yeah and I, I was gonna say too yeah I, john made me feel comfortable but I, john Hasselt as well yeah, like yeah Because yeah. um i had admired him like since like
2: 1980 and
0: oh, wow, wow
3: the yeah, for the, the what a treat to
0: get to work with him, eh?
3: Yeah, that was amazing. That was really amazing, yeah. Wow. wow.
2: Um,
3: but yeah, so he put out that record with Eno called uh, Possible Musics, and um, that was a huge record for me. I mean, a yeah. yeah, massive wow. record. Wow. And, and that just sort of really got me to sort of really investigate processing on an instrument.
2: Okay. Like okay. the
3: idea of having an organic instrument, but um, changing the sound in a way that you can still feel the instrument yeah. uh but you have all the, this access to all these other colors as well right so, yeah
0: yeah right. yeah i so know yeah, uh, i thought i think it's so cool what the, the vocabulary and the voice that you've etched out it's like i'm not gonna say you've managed to make the violin cool right but like it's that there is this aspect of like i love that story of your dad just going like yeah, was well cool. if you're gonna do this i've been paying attention to what you're yeah. into here you know yeah, <laughs> like exactly. it's a recipe for for who you are today right like it it Not really sure. starts there in a lot of ways like yeah. that's
3: i was yeah i totally agree with that yeah he yeah. um yeah yeah you definitely uh heard something there and and it mm-hmm. could see that i was struggling with the idea i mean I'll, I'll tell you what happened too was that i i was in that rock band and uh yeah. uh and uh they they found out that i played violin i've refused to tell them
0: Oh shit! That's funny. You're so ashamed. Eh? <laughs> like, it's
3: not cool. Well, yeah. I still carry. Actually, to this day, I um, when I have the violin, I have the violin case, but I put it inside a tenor case, uh, a, t- a loose tenor wow. case. Uh, wow. It's yeah, because I don't like carrying a violin case. That's bizarre, I know. But far out. Yeah, uh, but uh, but uh, yeah. So my my friend Kevin McKenzie found that he who was the drummer in the band. He found out that I played violin, because like, I didn't tell the guys. And then he said, it's the second he saw all that gear,
2: mm-hmm.
3: he went, okay, well, that's it. Next gig we play, you have to play a violin, oh, yeah. you have to
0: play a solo. It's a, it's a candy shop, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: So, so that was that was fun.
0: Yeah. Oh, was it neat? So you did incorporate it after yeah, all? Yeah, it
3: was a, that Rolling Stone tune, Bitch. And, and I, I played a wah-wah violin solo. In yeah, yeah.
0: So do you eventually join Yes?
3: No, no, I didn't join Yes.
0: Sorry, no. I had to ask. I had to ask. Oh. <laughs> what's the most, like, I mean, given that you've danced with some heavy hitters over the years, like what's the most kind of shit your pants moment you've ever experienced in music? I could have um, been like, like working with like a, I don't know, like what, what are some of the stranger artists you've worked with or gigs you've played that have I mean, been
3: mean, there's, like- there's a whole series of things that are, I think, you yeah, pretty cool. I don't, I don't know. I mean, like, um, I mean, when I was a kid, I, when I was, I played in a big band in Ottawa before I moved to Toronto. So I would have been, you know, 18 or 19. Yeah. yeah. And maybe even 17 or 18. At a band called Solid Brass. It was like like a like a stage band, a big band. Okay. And uh, and one time uh Sonny Stitt. I don't know if you know you know Sonny Stitt. He's a saxophone player at the same time okay. as Charlie Parker,
2: okay, a contemporary wish, yeah. of
3: Charlie Parker's. And 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 you know, equally cool. Uh, uh, technically sound and stuff on, yeah, on the yeah, instrument, yeah, like yeah. an incredible player. Anyway, he came and he, he was he was the guest artist. Wow. And I, I played funny. like second alto to him in the stage band, <laughs> and so like stuff like that. Or um, I mean, you, there's a ton of stuff like um, yeah, yeah, d- like meetings, people, like uh, like uh, it's kind of there's a huge list. Actually, some of them are embarrassing well, but like I got to hang out with like Jack stories a bunch uh, when he. Hey, yeah, there's a we just oh. forgetting about that. He, um, Weather Report was playing in at the uh, at the National Arts Center in Ottawa. Yeah. Okay. And I was playing in a, uh, like a show band in at the Holiday Inn. And so Weather <laughs> Report was staying there. And, uh, so, so that's just like, uh, you know, Zalano and Wayne Shorter and, and Jacko and I think Alex Acuna. It does feel like
0: you're very much in the right place at the right fucking time, though, with, yeah, with, that, of... with that story. It's like, oh, and in yeah. walks Jaco Pastorius. Amazing. Yeah, he's,
3: he's, he's, yeah and the, the, we, uh, okay, it was just, it was a questionable, uh, uh, you know, we play questionable tunes of the day, you know, but
0: great, 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 the, great name for a band or for yeah. an album, <laughs> an album rather. Yeah.
3: Yeah, but, but the, the intro tune and the outro tune were instrumentals. So we were allowed to do whatever we wanted. Okay, okay. So all the guys in the band were you know into different yeah. fusion tunes at the time. And we played right. this George Duke tune called Excuse Me, Miss. Oh, and nice. that, that, was the, that was the exit tune that we played. And we walk off stage. I go to grab a beer at the bar, and this hand reaches out and grabs me and sits me down in a little banquette.
2: Uh-huh. And,
3: and I look and I go, who is this guy? And it, it was Jacko, but I didn't recognize him right away. Holy shit! It, and he had, you know, he, he didn't look anything like that, you know, the beautiful Norman Sif photograph that um, mm-hmm. that's on the, on his solo record. But uh, anyway, he introduces himself, and I mean, this is another long, long story. But basically, what happened was he he um, he was very complimentary, and and uh, he said, "Hey, do you want to do you want to um, you want to come to the gig tomorrow?" I go, oh, yeah. oh yeah! Oh great! And I got and I lived at in the outskirts of Ottawa this okay. was downtown and
0: uh, you're in you're in Stittsville.
3: I'm yeah, I'm still yeah, yeah, just beyond the fringe, yeah. And uh and uh <laughs> he, he uh anyway, I I didn't quite believe it. So but I was I had to take this bus in, it was like an hour. Oh, already, and,
2: yeah. yeah.
3: And uh anyway, I did and I showed it, he said, come to the sound check. So I so I went to the sound check. Okay. And I wait at the stage door. Up comes Jacko, and then here comes oh, Joe wow. and Wayne Shorey. Like, right. I'm, wow. I'm the only guy in the in the hall, and I just sit there and watch. Oh something.
0: man, Hugh! Yeah, yeah. that's,
3: and then, that's it, amazing. It, yeah, and then went and had dinner with Jacko, and then and then watched the show. Then, uh, a friend of mine came as well, and and then after the gig, mm-hmm. oh yeah. So in the, the date, yeah, it was the next day. But that night, I went home and. I w- I wanted to play, I wanted to play with Jocko, Right. So I, uh, Oh yeah. I brought my violin and I brought a tape deck, a little, a little tiny cassette deck. Uh-huh. And, um, and, uh, I learned this tune off of, uh, okay. It's, a, it's an or- Ornette Coleman tune that Jacka played with, uh, Pat Matheny. Oh, wow. Uh, and I can't That's
0: clever. That's one. clever that you did that. Okay. And,
3: anyway, so I learned this tune, uh, called round trip and, uh, and Broadway blues that that's how it is on the record. Anyway, I brought it and I brought my violin. So, and after the show, we went back to, uh, there's three of us and we went back to Jacko's hotel room.
2: Yeah.
3: And I, and I said, Oh, Jacko, I want to play it. You know, I want to, want to play. And um I said, Oh man, I, I'm a bit out of it. You know, besides yeah. knuckles, who was his roadie guy. He said he's taken all the gear and it's, yeah. It's 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 gone. Let's just hang instead, you know. Yeah. And then, and then one of the uh, the drummer that was in the show band as well, he he said, uh, "Hey, uh, Scott's got a fretless bass. Oh yeah. Uh Let's let's phone him up. It'll freak him out. So we phone him up. He brings his bass and an amp
2: uh-huh. to Jaco's
3: uh-huh. hotel room uh-huh. and uh-huh. sets it up. And I meanwhile, I've got a I took a the <laughs> The little cassette deck I, I sort of hid surreptitiously, just just under yeah. underneath the bed a little bit, and turned it on, uh, and thinking I'm going to play round trip with Jack. Anyway, he he said, "Oh no, let, let me. I'll just play, let me just play." So okay. so I got, had a tape of about half hour of Jacko just playing solo bass, um, running okay. and talking. Yeah, talking about his. Uh, background and uh, wow. uh, but mainly playing. He did. He went through basically another little mini concert and I lent that cassette to Shirley Eichhardt's brother, Brent, who I believe has since passed. I, mean, I never got it back. I just lent it to him to dub it. Uh, but I think a friend of mine, that actually that same bass player friend of mine in L.A., he's, he's still got a copy of it somehow but I've oh, now, okay. I haven't heard it uh, in a long time. Anyway, that's strange meeting that, and it, I, I met him a couple of times when he'd come through town. I okay. went to do laundry with him and stuff. Oh, wow. um, uh, but yeah, and then, but over the years, like also amazing musicians from other countries, you know, like yeah. with Lorena, through Lorena. Yeah. yeah, um you know get like we recorded at real world a lot of those records right at peter gabriel's place, and so we got to hang with all these amazing people like uh right right right. i mean from all over the world from the world music scene you know Mm -hmm. and then also i played with um this guy merjan dayday turkish dj guy um uh who's like he's a pretty big deal over there and actually Mm -hmm. worldwide uh and through him, I got to play with all these incredible virtuosos, Turkish music virtuosos, you know, like, um, thought like, those things are real important yeah. to me, Like, uh, uh, those type of meetings, you know, like, yeah, yeah. um, you know, and uh, there was, you know, pop star people like Robert Palmer and stuff like that. I, who played on one of my records. And I like when he was a huge, uh, damn. you know, you know, like, uh,
0: damn. Yeah. That's amazing. Do you, um, yeah, so so you you were saying earlier, don't try. I mean, I'm kind of fascinated by that. Like you you let this you let it all in.
3: Yeah, and you learned I mean, that
0: tune. I mean, I, I it, yeah, maybe I refine, like, refine that thought.
3: Yeah, but earlier, yeah, because earlier on, what I used to do was send tapes at a mile a minute. Like you're,
0: the, you're hustling. Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I haven't done it in a long time, but like um, sure, sure. But I but I did do like the Robert Palmer thing came about because yeah. I loved it. I loved actually Bruce Coburn used to play that, that um, looking for clues, that record. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and um, I used to, on the tour bus and I used to love, I love that. And, and I was, I think I was about to do my first soul CD. I think, I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, I figured out this thing, never send yeah, never send a tape to a manager or never send it to a record company because the artist was never going to hear it, right? Uh-huh. So I, had, I tried figuring out ways to get something to somebody. And the, with Robert, I was successful because huh. I, I just read in Rolling Stone magazine, oh, he's going to be starting his new record at Compass Point in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. And um, so what I did was I compiled this little demo tape and I sent it to Compass Point so he's in the recording studio. Ah, well, he might take the chance and just...
0: Industry you know. tactics. And that that actually stuck? That Like that worked?
3: Yeah. Like a week later, he phoned me and said, <laughs> yeah, and said, oh, yeah, I really like this material. Like uh, he's a very, you know, he was a very, very open guy, like yeah. really interesting. And to be honest, actually a bit of a musicologist wow. <clears throat> really had his ear to the ground. Who knew? And he got into this thing where we would sing music back and forth like, uh, but... Via snail mail, right? Like,
2: uh, okay, um, okay. Uh,
3: and I remember, um, hmm. he sent me it was the first time way before, uh, like, uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure before Peter Gabriel was it's got to be because this is what we're talking like the Bruce was seventy nine, eighty. Yeah. Um, so, well, early, it's still around, might have been around the same time anyway. Yeah. I heard well, what I went to say was I heard Ms. Fred Ali Khan from, from, uh, from yeah. Robin, who's sending me a cassette tape?
0: Wow! Uh, wow! Before wow. I, yeah,
3: uh, before That's I. That's how him.
0: you're getting introduced to this, like yeah, directly, yeah. like from wow, the the weirdest yeah. pen pal.
3: Yeah, like he would he would call me at like this is so he was living in the Bahamas at the time. Yeah, okay. He would call me, but always at like uh, oh, not his, like it'd yeah. be like three o'clock in the morning or something. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah Say, yeah.
3: oh, listen to this, or you know. Uh, oh wow. Then, uh,
0: Wow. But
3: it's not like it was. This was a, a weekly occasion or anything. It'd be, but you yeah. know, every yeah. every three or four months or something, there would yeah. be something. Or I was sent. Actually, I sent him the uh, the very first Steve Vai record. Call. It was a flexible. It was yeah. really hard to get record, and he was looking for like a uh, okay guitar hero stuff for the yeah. Because this is pre the uh, Steve Vai play with him. He, I guess no. he does. No, no, okay. he didn't. No, he didn't. So he ended up getting. Um, I think Nuno. Benton Court, who was another okay. guitar right. hero, type right. guy, he in right. that mode, in right. that uh, right. in my mold, rather. Uh, he yeah. he ended right. up doing, it. but uh, yeah. but this is before uh, Robert had those, you know, the massive, uh, you know, addicted yeah. to love hits, right? Right. Uh, right, But then he ended up coming up here to. Uh, it was during that time, and he was so, he was like you know so massive, and he agreed to come up and and sing uh, uh, a version of Purple Haze on this record that i did and uh uh and but then he sang on three other tunes which was great like really cool and hugh, some hugh. Stuff, life-size stuff
0: yeah we have we have hit the jackpot of a beautiful life here in hugh marsh i am i am bloody honored i mean i haven't even gotten through all of my i'm gonna go rifle around real quick here with you okay? oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. i haven't even i haven't even talked about your work with mary margaret i mean i know you touched on it with uh earlier um oh, yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: nick buzz oh
3: yeah
0: That's... uh the stooges like jesus what the what is going on in yeah that um...
3: was that was a one-off thing because we we're friends with james williamson right uh, okay the guitar player okay, band, okay. Who's, who's crazy amazing and wow, he was a fan wow. you know, a, a band that i played in yeah three meter day with uh don rook and uh michelle okay. yeah yeah
0: you're you're, um, you're a very busy creative human um, you tour uh, obviously when the world lets you uh, quite a bit um, last question for you before mm-hmm. we play another one of your beautiful tunes here um, what what's the I guess how do you keep it fresh and where do you want to go from here I, I squeeze two in there how do you keep it fresh mmm What have you enjoyed the most? Okay, I'll I'll do three questions as the last question. What have you enjoyed the most? How do you keep it fresh? And where do you want to go from here?
3: All music related.
0: Sure, or life related. I'm good.
3: Uh, um, What have I enjoyed the most? I like I. uh, You know, it's funny because I started tagging this thing on the end of one (laughs) of my bio that I'm a fan of. Uh, islands, islands from Fogo to uh, Folegandros And, mm-hmm. and, and, and the, the reference is uh, there's, you know, that I, there's an island off of Newfoundland called Fogo, mm-hmm. Fogo Island. Mm-hmm. And I went there and played uh, New Year's Eve with Kevin Hearn uh, from the Berenagulitis. And Ho- was Hoxley there too? Or am I, I dreaming? Did, he, no, he did the year after. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. And we, I remember talking to him about it saying, you're gonna flip out. It's just the yes. most amazing place. Anyway, amazing. so I, so that I love that island. And then I I got to go, I went to philegandros this Greek island. I and I went for six weeks. This is pre to in 2019. Okay, I think okay. that's the second time I've been there. But okay, okay. I, so okay. I love those islands. I love islands. Um, uh, but I don't get to go very often. And, you know, it's yeah, it's not like I spend time hanging out there. It's like basically every, whatever, 10 years or something, but, okay. uh, but, uh, but uh, yeah, I like islands. Um, That's
0: a great statement too.
3: Yeah.
0: I, you're yeah. the, I've, no one's told me that.
3: They, they like islands.
0: I like islands. I thought you meant the band.
3: Oh yeah. <laughs> That's
0: great. They're That's
3: great. I love islands uh, um, And um, I mean, musically, it's weird. I'll, I will say this, you know, like during COVID, I basically stopped playing.
0: Uh, you did, eh?
3: For about a year, yeah. it looks yeah, like yeah. so. My hands, like right now, I'm, I'm actually, yeah. I got a couple of things I got to do. There's a yeah. couple of gigs that have coming up. Like, I, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I like uh, that.
3: I'm playing with Hawksley. Uh, uh, oh yeah, business gigs. So I'm going to yeah. do that. And um, uh, Joseph Shavison. do you know Joseph? Yeah,
0: sure, I do. Yeah. yeah so,
3: so I'm doing uh, his his uh, CD release thing. Uh, well, it's not release is already released but uh, yeah i think it's lost two records and wow wow, the concert with him and then um uh yeah i yeah something i can't really talk about
0: totally ah, that's exciting that's uh, exciting we'll we'll, uh, we'll wait and
3: yeah. That's a, yeah. I, I shouldn't it. go,
0: <laughs> go to hug the mod on Instagram to learn more. I mean, what, what's your website again? It's, is it Hugh marsh.com?
3: I, you know what? I really don't have a website, but you know, cause it's, yeah. it's, it's uh, cause uh, I, I did this thing where I, I, constructed it back when it was, um, uh, there was two, Oh, you used a lot of flash.
0: Content oh yeah. Okay. And so okay. that
3: it doesn't exist and I haven't done anything with it since. So basically I use, um, you can either go there or the record company that put out my, the last solo record yeah, uh, yeah. Vocations. locations are in Austin, Texas. Okay. And, and, um, uh, and, uh, so, uh, but the, all that's, all the connections to that are on my Instagram page. Okay.
0: Um, okay. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, okay. this is, this has been a, a great honor. And I feel like honestly we just scratched the surface, um, I would, I would do it again if you're one day when you're open to it. You, sh- you really need to, um, just start the Hugh Chronicles and get all this shit down, Hugh. This is a, like, there, if, if that was what an hour looked like, um, I'm so impressed with, your adventures, and and we—I feel like we barely scratched the surface.
3: There's lots of stories,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Well, thank you for making time. This has been a oh. joy, a great joy. Let's go out with um, "Lay Down in the Snow" from that record in twenty. Your last record, "Violin Vocations," that you were mentioning. Yeah. Uh, what awesome production on this tune! Can you set it up
3: for us a little bit? Oh yeah. So the the the, the whole idea of this was I was living in L.A. And I was living with John, and basically, oh, okay. it was a, an experiment. I, I I went down. I was supposed to work on a couple of uh, film projects, and they fell through the day I got there. And mm-hmm. uh, and you know, I sort of moped around for a week, and then John <laughs> said, "Hey, he knew that I had done this thing the previous year where I did a tune a day. Basically, it was this uh, a, tune a day. Yeah, compose, oh wow, uh, record, and then okay. put, post to SoundCloud a tune a day." For wow. thirty days, I did. I, I did it in thirty days in May. You Did that, eh? Wow. Yeah, I did that. That wasn't now. That was in twenty fourteen. And John's thing was do it for six months. So I did it. For, <laughs> it was one hundred and eighty three days. This you know? is
0: like fasting diets for musicians, right? Yeah. Like uh, you did it for six months. You did it.
3: I did it for one hundred and eighty three days. Yeah. And uh, what did
0: that? Did that change your game? Mostly. Oh yeah, yeah, it Mostly. was crazy.
3: But here was right. the other caveat was John was very particular this is while I was living with him right so yeah. he was very particular about his own thing and his own regimen right? right so he said yeah. but it has to be done before 10 a.m right so great great so what I would do is I get up at six great and, and I do some you know, recording yeah and play everything is direct right so it's not like you know okay i'm blasting hell I think. Yeah, yeah 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 and john would do his thing i would probably go to the beach and venice beach right and hang out while john's yeah people doing whatever what john did and um <clears throat> then i come back and i'd mix i just i mixed everything on headphones right wow and um but, but essentially, not essentially everything is every sound on that record even if it sounds like it's drums or anything it's not using. There's no samples. There's no. Oh, wow. there's no samples. There's no. Um, I'm not looping anything. Anything that's looped is um, is done only with delay. So you'll know, on that record. There's things that sound like there's all these uh, percussion sections and stuff going. It's all. It's all the, it's all the like Pits ring mod. Wow. wow. Um, uh, and um, but essentially the idea was you can only use the violin. But you can use any of the stomp boxes that you have, right? Yeah, so, so it's almost all stomp boxes. Uh, yeah. Of course, I layered things. You know, like there's yeah. a lot of layering and going on. Sometimes not. I mean, sometimes it would only be like three tracks and stuff, because I just in the way I would harmonize things, or 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 use things that would uh, capture a, capture a chord, and then I could play over it. You know, but not in a looping way, like like capturing these clouds and things like that. so but so that's what's going on there it's like maybe uh i lay down in the snow has maybe got like i don't know three three tracks of violence but it's all violence using different radio filters and stuff like that um, yeah from from from
0: from venice beach he shits out i lay down in the snow don't ask don't ask (laughs) questions right
2: yeah Yeah.
3: yeah
0: this has been a true joy thank you for sharing hugh
3: Oh, thanks rich it's a pleasure to talk to you for sure
0: and uh I wish you such great more even more success as we get out of this mess
3: oh thanks yeah it'd be nice to do some more planning yeah
0: yeah yeah right on man you take yeah. care of yourself okay
3: you too okay bye 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 thanks bye, nice. bye.
0: From his 2019 release, Violin Vocations, that was Hugh Marsh with I Lay Down in the Snow. And um, thank you again, Hugh, for making time for the podcast. It feels, as I said, like we just scratched the surface on your remarkable career. And um, if you'd come back and sit with me for another five hours, I would go down the wormhole that is uh, the career and the life and times of Hugh Marsh. That was a, a real honor, so thank you. And listen, tomorrow, big news—the finale episode of our first season of the Boringville Chronicles, our our wacky podcast that I produced with Corey McCallum. Um, enjoy that; it's a, a one of our favorite episodes for sure. It definitely goes weirder than uh, than usual tomorrow. So enjoy that—that that the finale of season one. Here's a little promotion, and we'll see you again next week. With another fantastic guest here on Industry Tactics. Take care, everybody.
2: They say if you're bored, it's because you're boring.
0: Welcome to Boringville. Join us on a seven-part adventure. It's season one of the Boringville Chronicles, written and produced by Friendly Rich and Corey McCallum. Available now wherever you fetch your
2: podcasts. Search for and subscribe to the Boringville Chronicles.